Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. And my guest today is Greg Adela. Greg is through his head in for running for mayor in the city of Albany. So, <clears throat> so Greg, how's it going? Well, good morning, Cynthia. It's nice to be with you again. Everything is going well uh, so far. You know, um, it's like any other uh, business and approach. Uh, it has its good days um, and bad days in the way of, um, but the good days definitely outweigh them. It's been great meeting uh, fantastic residents and business owners in Albany that want, a, you know, I've said it before, that want a positive change, you know, and, and the morale lift up within the city. So there's a sense of pride again, and uh, Albany can be the beacon for the capital region. So it's going. It's, you know, as your audience knows, if they've been listening and following it, you know, I put my 20-year career on hold for this, uh, which I feel is a calling uh, to really stand up for the city. Um, and I see the city, uh, I'd like to see the city rather as a place of opportunity uh, as it was when my grandfather and my family came, you know, from Italy and my grandfather ultimately owned, you know, opened Quail Auto Sales in 1943, which my family mm-hmm. still operates uh, to the day. And I'd like to get it back to those days, days that I remember um, as, a, as a child being, um, Albany was a great, great center of the region with uh, every, everything was celebrated. It was, it was lively. It was um, full of passion and passionate people. And um, I just, it's, it's just been lost. And I, I, my, my ultimate goal is, is to try to get it back on track so we can, we can get back to those, those days, those feeling of those days while moving into the 21st century. Now, you were born in the 70s, right? Yes. So are yep. you born in the... You know, waning years of the Corning administration. Yes. From the time you were very young that you could remember, you know, different stores and stuff in Albany, has Albany changed a lot since you were very young? And if so, uh, what were the changes? What were the changes? Uh, oh, what were the changes? Okay, thank you. Well... I think if anyone uh, gets in their car or takes a walk and goes down and, and, and just drive around Albany and see what's changed, uh, it's changed dramatically. I can, you know, cite examples. We're located in the West Hill uh, between, you know, Livingston um, and Clinton. Our block is first and second. And I remember as a kid running down to the Trading Port store, uh, which is the grocery store right on Quail Street. Uh, that's long gone. Uh, there were convenience stores right at the, the uh, end of Quail, uh, or excuse me, um, uh, on Clinton, uh, between Clinton and Quail at that light. And uh, which is, it's nice to see there's a barbershop there. So it's, it's really great to see that space utilized. Uh, but that store is gone. There was Hurley's Bar. If the, you know, any old timers are listening to the show, they'll recognize Hurley's was on our corner. Uh, that was a fantastic, uh, thriving bar restaurant. That's shuttered. Uh, it's been shuttered for a while. Risco's Tavern on, on Quail. Uh, that was a, a popular bar. That's gone. Um, that's that section uh, alone. Uh, and if you, if you do drive around, uh, you know, 
more of even downtown. You know, it, it's, it's sad to see, you know, the businesses closing up. Um, and there's really, and I, I feel for, you know, my friends that I've met in the South End that really have a struggling time to find a grocery store. Um, you know, when I've talked to people, they actually get in their cars or take the bus, they'll go up um, Colony area, or some of them just cross the river, go right over to East Greenbush. So they have one-stop shops of grocery markets, you know, Walmart and, and, and those types of, of stores. Mm-hmm. And there's a real lack of, of resources. And, and people know this. This, is, this isn't new. It's been coming. It's been, we've seen it starting to dwindle in the past 10 years. Um, and I think a lot of it is there's a, a carrot that's dangled in front of everyone's face. You know, hey, it's coming or it's going to be better and this, that. But I don't think there's a real vision, an artistic vision and it, with a business approach uh, juxtaposed to bring, um, you know, businesses in. And I'm talking big industry as well. You know, it, 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 I don't think it really has a friendly attitude with this administration. I, I just don't. Um, and I think that that would help with a mind shift uh, to, to bring, you know, these types of businesses in that obviously would, you know, offer jobs uh, as well. And um, it's just, it's really, and on top of that, it saddens me because, you know, the, as, as businesses leave, uh, the streets get, just get more um, dirty, they're filthy, they're neglected. Um, and I know the hard, you know, the, the, the hardworking employees uh, for the city, like DGS, they're working hard to do their best, you know, to keep it clean. And uh, it just seems that there's just not a lot of, enough effort uh, for those structures to be uh, implemented, to be a more clean, welcoming city. And it's really sad to see. Um, you know, you go downtown by the arena and everyone's just closing up. I mean, McDonald's, you're losing pharmacies. Um, right. It's it's really it's really sad to see. And you know, and and I grew up. And anyone who's listening is welcome to email me at Greg at Greg for Mayor twenty twenty one dot com, and I'd be glad to give them a field trip around where our business is, and even invite them in to our office because on the office, more of my grandfather had had passed away. That you know, he put, it, it's sort of like a, a museum. And there's all pictures of all old downtown Albany with the stories that I grew up in. And when I ask people to look at them, I'll, I'll ask, where, where do you think that is? And they'll say, is that New York City? I said, no, it's actually downtown Albany. And it was thriving. There was pride. And I think it really started, you know, to get back to your, your initial question about the waning years of Corning, I, I, it really started when the plaza was built. And it pushed, a, you know, it displaced 300 businesses, 9,000 residents. The suburbs were built for there, and it really never came back. And, I, and that's what I really, um, it makes me sad. Uh, it really does because it, 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 look, the more of the exodus went to the suburbs than anyone coming into the city. And, and I, I hear these great plans for housing and apartments. I really hope that happens. It's gonna, if that's 20 years before the population starts to, in my opinion, really starts to take hold in Albany from this point on. It's going to be at least 20 years before it gets thriving again. Um, and I, I just think they have to be realistic with, uh, you know, some of these approaches and ideals uh, to, for, for a better Albany. It, you've got to keep the young people here. You've got to keep them engaged. And who who is going to move into a part of the city where there's 
you know, where, you, oh, okay, you can live here, but you actually got to go in your car to go get groceries or go shopping. It, it's, that's tough. So why, why, why not live in the suburbs? You know, why not live in Colony or, you know, Schenectady or Niskeyoon or Saratoga or, or even Troy? Troy has a, you know, is, um, they have a positive outlook on welcoming, you know, entrepreneurs and, and, and businesses. Um, and nothing's perfect, but at least it's, there's a welcoming feeling. So I just remember as a kid, you know, running the streets, uh, ne- I, I, never being afraid. I'm still not afraid. Of, you know, people still know us. Um, and we, I walk the streets. I always did. I'm still doing it. It's just, it just makes me sad because there was just so much sense of a pride, even like with the St. Patrick's Day Parade, um, you know, just to note one. Uh, it was just there were all types of parades. There, remember first night? You know, first night Albany, what, that was a thrill. Right. And it just seems like, every, you know, I remember in the Patroons in their heyday, there was this real civic sense. And I don't know. I know all good things come to an end, but I feel that, you know, before that end occurs, if you want things to have solvency, you've got to pass the torch um, and, and encourage and empower, inspire younger people to take the torch and run with it and believe in their ideas and ideals and support them. And I think that Albany has just become, I mean, it always has been, you know, obviously uh, since it left Kingston, the capital, but it just seems to be this business where you go in city hall, you unlock the door, you go to business, you, you, you leave, you lock the door and you go home. There's no sense of, of anything of what happens in Albany. I mean, for crying out loud, Lincoln called, um, Abraham Lincoln called the politicians in his day, the politicians in Albany scoundrels. And it's just, it's amazing that after all these years, you know, what happens in Albany? Everything gets dumped in Albany. Everything from the state gets dumped in Albany. And, you know, the politicians are here. Um, it's sort of like a brothel of sort. They leave, and, and, and it's, it's just become really sad because there's just too many good things here. There's too many good resources here. There's too many good people here. There's too many good businesses. And they're tired. I've spoken with them. They're tired of getting up with their own personal pride within their family, going to work, and they don't feel that they're getting any type of reciprocation of encouragement from the city. This administration, how I've seen it, and honestly, what people are telling me on the street, they're governing from an ivory tower. They're not on the street. And anyone who follows, you know, my my docuseries for, for the past three years and what I've been doing through this campaign, their weekly updates, I'm out on the spot uh, now since the nicer weather is. I'm on, on the spot recording these, you know, three-minute videos. <clears throat> Excuse me. My one yesterday was at the most recent shooting. <clears throat> and, you know, as I speak to residents, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to be clear, you know, with my audience that, you know, our other politicians, well, I'm not a politician, but our politicians showing up, our elected officials showing up to show solidarity and support. And they're saying no. And I recognize this in my experience over the past three years with this administration. And I can't understand it. No one's denouncing the lawlessness that is happening. And no one feels safe. So when no one feels safe and the streets are dirty, you're not going to have businesses come in to set up in Albany. Nothing that's going to have seismic effect on the economy. Now, I'm a small business person at heart. My family is. I own a small business. And I know how it makes the community better. But we need real industry coming in. Um, it's, it, we just do. And, um, 
And I, I just want to try to get back to those, that feeling of pride, to have pride in Albany, real positive pride, um, that it's more than just a dumping ground of political jargon and just paper policies that, you know, just keeps, everyone keeps chasing their tail and nothing's really implemented. Everything looks good in print, but we need to get, you know, boots on the ground and encourage and, re, and, and reinvest in existing infrastructure, um, buildings, and, and, um, and business models uh, that worked, and accountability. You know, I, I, I find it really sad to, you know, my whole involvement started three years ago when I didn't get a response from the city. And I, I, I came as an ally to help. Like, what can we do more? You know, what can I do to help the city? You know, and uh, they took me as an enemy, and he got defensive. And it led me to run for mayor because I'm getting this people that I speak with are, are over and over and over are telling me that's the same concern they have. They wait months for a response, months over a concern. I mean, that's not about community at all. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's very unfair to tax people that to taxpayers rather that are paying the salaries of these people. Um, and I still come as an ally. You know, I emailed all the ward leaders, the council council members, county legislators, the school district, when I announced uh, that I was running, just to introduce myself. Say, hi, I, I know they have to remain neutral. This is who I am. Uh, I thank them all for, you know, uh, their commitment for a better Albany, um, because that's, that's what I truly believe. And I know it sounds like a poetic approach, but I really feel that that is needed uh, in this community, in the communities throughout the U.S., but in particular, Albany, because it, it just has such a negative uh, connotation when it's brought up in conversation, like where you're from or you're talking about Albany, and, it, and especially here, it just bleeds into the, the capital region. And like I mentioned before, Cynthia, as you know, because you're a big um, supporter of this, that there's, many, there's too many good people and businesses in Albany that deserve better. And this is, this is I feel, this is a very critical election for the city. And I feel that um, this is a, a time to where we have to stop the bleeding um, and, and really get this back on track uh, before, before everyone just leaves. And, and, and if they don't think that's a possibility, everyone to leave, they're sorely mistaken. Because the people that, are, that I've been speaking with and that have real influence as well, um, they're at their wit's end. And I'm doing my best to convince them to say, look, hang in there. You know, let's do this together. Um, so that's, that's what it's been. I'm sorry to jabber on so long with that response, but that's how it's been. Um, you know, Monday through now, Friday, I'm at this. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Sure. Um, four years ago, Kathy Strange said that she would only run for two terms. Now she mm-hmm. threw her hat in for the term. Mm-hmm. She hasn't articulated any vision of what she would like to see in her term. And there's a lot of people that don't seem to care too much for her. Why is she running? Why is she running? My yeah. guess is... Well, she welched on, you know, she did. And I, I know what, you know, uh, when she stated that uh, four years ago, that she believes in term limits, which I do. 
I believe in that uh, locally and nationally uh, to get new ideas and new blood and new energy um, and believe in, um, you know, I believe in passing the torch um, to, to people that, that want to, you know, get involved in the community at large. Why is she running? I, I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you that. I, I imagine because there's nobody else offering her a job. I, I, I can't answer that, but that's my only guess. I mean, if you're going to welch on something that you said you were going to, do, you know, you believed in, uh, you just mm-hmm. crossed the line on your morals um, and your word uh, to do this. And she had said, she, I, well, she said, I, um, I'll paraphrase here, but she had said that she wanted to finish what she hasn't done in the first two uh, uh, terms. Um, right. You know, I, I don't. I really don't know what's happened in her first two terms that she's trying to correct because in her first two terms, as she said uh, early on when she was in debates with, you know, uh, Mayor Jerry Jennings, who uh, was a great mayor of Albany, and uh, she had said, you know, she was going to balance the budget. Um, you know, she had grand dreams of, yeah, we will bury 787. And, 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 and I'm like, yeah, those, those are great ideas. But Albany is a broke city. Can we focus on, you know, possibly the infrastructure, morale, getting businesses here, fixing roads, the school system, being, you know, um, being a uh, resource for the school district if, if they need anything. Um, and uh, I just, you know, and then she's rolling out all these ideas of like, hey, we're going to clean up the city, stuff that, you know, has been going on for years and stuff that I offered my ideas in her office, no less, in her office uh, with my father and then police chief Sears, us four sitting down. And I had a list that, what, what, you know, these are some ideas I can help with. You know, I don't go in screaming at anybody. I, I, I don't expect everyone to know the answer. She certainly doesn't. I understand that. Mm-hmm. She's human. But, you know, you have to work as a team. You can't be defensive. You got you to gotta let your guard down and know that there are trusting people in the community that want to help. Because you keep burning those bridges, these people aren't going to reach out anymore. They're just going to leave. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, so I, I think truly that, and, and some of the stuff that she's rolling out is stuff I talked about in 2018 on video. And um, I just feel that, you know, her intentions might be from the heart and, and well-intended, but what I feel and what I'm listening to and hearing from the community uh, that I've, that I've been uh, visiting with over the last six months is her, her time is up. You had two terms and you didn't come through. You hid from the public. You didn't go out. You didn't stand up for anything. You know, if you did, it was crossing the line, uh, maybe perhaps a picket line that you crossed that perhaps you should have crossed other lines to show support with other people or other um, factions of, of industry. But when you're not standing up and defending the city or the livelihood or lives, especially during 2020, and you turn your back, then people are going to have real issues with that. And, you know, and the, the first thing of, of government globally is to protect its citizens. Mm-hmm. And she's abandoned that. And if it's not a physical abandonment, it is a mental abandonment where you just don't let anybody know how you feel. You know, you got to have people skills as well. And in my interactions with her, um, like I said before, I respect her. She's a very smart corporate attorney. She's well off. 
And I congratulate her on that. But you've got to be a people's person. You've got to sit and listen and show up. I mean, Cynthia, I've been speaking with you for three years now. And all I've asked, all I've asked, and it's a very simple uh, request, is for elected officials to show up throughout the city when there's a concern, not just for ribbon cutting, okay? You've got to show up when there is, a, you know, a gunslinging and murders. They're not showing mm-hmm. up. And you don't show solidarity that way. You don't show trust. And you can have a positive mind shift when you show up and you listen to concerns because this is what happens. And this is what I do. And this is before I got involved. This is my whole career, my whole life, the way I was raised, is you show up and listen. So that person feels heard and you can listen to the request and hopefully implement them and they can go back to their family. And even if they're going through a tough, difficult mourning process with grieving a loved one, they can say, hey, look, the mayor showed up, or the ward leader. The ward leaders don't show up, at least in, in, our, in, in the fifth ward, at least that I, I don't see. I don't. And I've apologized to them if they have, and I don't know about it, but the people tell me that they're not. Um, but you, you've, got to, you've got to say that so these families can go back and say, hey, look, you know, th- these officials showed up. They're listening to us. Let's try to help the community, help the police department, figure out who did this, A, B, and C, X, Y, and Z as opposed to not showing up, and that anger continues, you know? Mm-hmm. That, uh, and when anger continues and you don't show that you care, then why in the hell would any neighborhood care? Why? If from the top down doesn't care or show that it cares, then you're not going to have any type of really organized community that feels empowered and... To, to, to go about their daily life and it'll affect their home life. It'll affect their workplace. And it really makes me sad because I know that these, you know, these communities want that. They really do. Uh, I've lived in Albany since 2009 and I knew way before I moved here that Albany is a one party town. Now the, in the city of Albany, there is no Republican Party, you know, mm-hmm. and so the incumbents feel, this is my thought, the incumbents feel, mm-hmm. oh, so what, there's no Republican Party. You know, I don't have to sweat it out when it comes to the election. Okay, why is the Republican Party or any other alternative party dead in the city of Albany? Uh, you're asking me that? Why are they dead? Yep. Oh, sorry. I, just, I thought you were going to go on about your thought. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, that's a uh, – boy, I bet that, that would take longer than uh, the five minutes we have left. <laughs> I – Hmm. Boy, you know why it look, it's a democratic state. Uh, the it's always been, uh, you know, as you go back, we'll, you know, we're going right back to your first question about corning. I think it's just been it's just that way. Um, I can't speak on behalf of the other 
the other parties, um, I just, you know, the, the, they do stronger in the suburbs, in the capital region. Um, I think that I can also say this, you know, that there's, there's a lot of, you know, registered Dems in Albany that are conservative and even people that I've spoken to that are staunch Democrats that are tired of this administration. And I think that it's starting to break down. I think that I feel rather in 20 years, uh, there will be a, a shift uh, within the city of Albany where there will be uh, possibly a more presence of maybe young Republicans, maybe more conservatives, maybe more independents. Uh, that's, you know, that's my route. Um, because I, my decision for that um, is, to, is to be neutral in politics, is not to take sides. I, I don't want to be beholden to a party. Uh, I want to be beholden to the people. I mean, truthfully. Um, and as we talked before, you know, people gave me a lot of flack for that. They said, you'll never win if you're not a Democrat. And I said, well, if people won't vote for me and, and my ideals and policies because I'm not a Democrat, then I don't want their vote. If they're, if they're happy with 130 shootings, 17 homicides, filthy streets, low morale, no businesses coming in under this administration, and that was just last year alone, then I implore them to vote for the incumbent. But there needs to be a seismic mind shift of some type of different parties and ways that will have a positive and lasting effect on the city of Albany and the capital region at large. Um, that's the best way, really, I can answer that question. I don't know why it's, it's just this way. And you don't, well, I guess, hey, look, there's also this. You know, I've spoken to people that are Democrats that don't vote Democrat uh, for Democrats, right? They're Democrats because why? Their parents were, and they said, in this city, you are a Democrat. I've heard that dozens of times in meeting people mm -hmm. over the past six months. Dozens. So, and mm -hmm. some have changed. Some went to independent. Some went to Republicans. Some went to conservative. But the, the, the Democrats, that, that's, a key, that's a key component, right? You know, they're just born into it. So I right. think that is, you know, they're born into it. And now I think with this shift, especially in this country nationally, there's, there's a big split and divide here. Um, and I think people are seeing, I think they're really seeing through a lot of these elected officials, uh, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, uh, that a new way and a new approach is needed. Um, because my whole thing is, okay. the, my first thing is, is safety. And, and here's why. It, it's safety because of my family, uh, the residents of Albany, and and I'm taking such a neutral route is because stray bullets don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. No. They, they'll they right. hit you. So that, that's Greg, really... That's oh, I'm sorry. So, geez, we could talk to you for hours. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. We can do another show at some point. So Absolutely, uh, real, quick, real quick, give your contact information so people could contact you. Yes. Well, I'm really accessible. Uh, I do, you know, Zoom and in-person meetings. Uh, and my email is greg at gregformayor2021.com. They can go to my website, gregformayor2021.com. You can learn all about me, drop me an email, get on my email list. You can donate there. I'm, against, I'm up against the Democratic 
machine that has a lot of money. Donations are really appreciated. Um, and I'd be glad to, you know, meet more great people uh, that live in the city. And Cynthia, as always, thank you very much for the platform and, and, and your hard work that you do for the radio um, and the community of Albany and really um, letting people get their ideals out there in a real positive way. Thank you, Greg. You've been listening to Greg Adela, candidate for mayor in the city of Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day.